Hello, everybody. I'm Matt Mikucci, and this is Jazz's Travel. Everybody, Jazz is online editor Matt Mikucci here, bringing you a new episode of Jazz is Travel, where we talk with or about artists from different parts of the world and discover trends old and new in jazz and creative music, and the music traditions of different parts of the globe. Now, if you have been keeping an eye on this channel, you know that we have been mostly focusing on bringing you the Jazz is Podcast, our new podcast series linked with our carefully curated vinyl compilation series. Jazz is Vinyl Club, which you can find out more about by heading over to jazzis.com. However, occasionally we'll be taking a break from that series to keep bringing you Jazz is Travel conversations, since there are so many stories worth sharing from all corners of the globe. And on this episode, we bring you a conversation with Berlin-based, Casablanca-born multi-instrumentalist and producer Saib. Calling himself a bedroom beatmaker, Saib's music draws inspiration from his childhood, bossa nova, Japanese anime soundtracks, jazz, and old school hip hop. And his recently released album Unwind also finds him soaking up the cosmopolitan culture of his birthplace of Casablanca in Morocco, where the African and European continents collide. We talk about this and more on our new episode of Jazz is Travel. So fire up on Audio Tini and listen to the audio waves as they fly through the air. Saeed, welcome to Jazz is Travel. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me, Matt. Appreciate It's it. It's a great pleasure to have you. What part of the world are you speaking to us from? Uh, well, currently I'm in Berlin. Berlin, uh, Berlin. Germany. So yeah. so, yeah, Central Europe. Awesome. I mean, Berlin is a is a great place, right? I mean, how do you like it there? Uh, it's been good so far. I moved here like a year and a half ago. It was a bit weird in the beginning because of COVID and everything. Everything was closed down. Yeah. Uh, so I couldn't really see the city how it was. But now that things are a bit opening up, it's much better. And uh, there's way more things to do around. Uh, let's get into that a little bit, actually. I mean, how do you feel Berlin has been uh, impacting your creativity? I feel it's it's starting to impact my creativity really well, um, especially by seeing all the art around the city. Uh, wherever you go, there is someone either singing or people doing graffiti on the street. It's everywhere is kind of artsy. And on the other hand, you also have a lot of performances. You have a lot of bands coming up. In kind of almost every genre you can think of. So yeah, I've been going to a lot of the concerts and stuff, and it has been really inspiring to see these people. Maybe some people have been just watching on the internet, and I thought I would never see them, but then they actually come around here. Uh, so it's actually a good opportunity to see people, I don't know, coming from the US or from somewhere pretty far away, coming to Berlin to tour, and you get to see them play live. Other than that, there is a lot of local artists as well, a lot of local talents, also a lot of people who move to Berlin just so that they can make music. I'd also love to know more about uh, uh, the place where you're originally from, Casablanca in uh, Morocco. Now, tell me a bit about your birthplace and uh, what's the what's the scene like there? 
Well, for me, um, I mean, I grew up in Casablanca almost my whole life before moving abroad a few years ago. And the, the scene is kind of a mix of everything, but it's very, it's still growing. Let's just say it's still growing. Uh, there's a lot of talent out there. Uh, when, by the time I was trying to make music and everything, it was, um, a little bit bound to more, uh, rock music, blues, uh, a little bit of metal as well. Um, uh, and obviously also Moroccan, Moroccan music in general, you know, Arabic music. Other than that, now after, after some years, we can see that, for instance, rap has been very, has become very influential in Casablanca in general, particular, but also in Morocco in general. So yeah, there was a little bit of jazz as well, but when I was growing up and when I was actually trying to make music, it was not that common. But now it has become quite huge. There is a festival called Jazzablanca in Casablanca, and they bring a lot of uh, famous acts and try to shine the lights upon jazz music in Morocco as well. Yeah, I love the name Jazzablanca. It's yeah. it has a good sound. Yeah, it's too. really cool, right? <laughs> how did you get started in uh, music production? And how how young were you? I think I started when I was twelve, thirteen. And what were you working with at the time? Well, basically. My whole contact with music started by uh, going to some kind of music school uh, in, in Casablanca. I was learning uh, the violin for, I think, a year or two. Uh, but then it didn't stuck that much with me. I've, I was a little bit impatient. It took me like two years to learn the basics. And then I immediately switched to guitar and then it became more, it became better, at least for me, in terms of learning an instrument. And then when I was 13, I... I started uh, working with my computer. My brother came over and he told me, hey, you should record what you're doing. You should maybe start adding some other elements uh, in your music and stuff. It would be better to record it. So I was like, yeah, why not? And yeah, when you're 13, you have nothing, you have a lot of free time. And I just used to spend days in, in, in front of the computer trying to make things work and trying to make some music. So, I mean, yeah. on your Facebook page, I saw that you define yourself as a bedroom beat maker. Uh, which exactly. Is yeah. <laughs> What's your, I mean, what do you have a personal definition uh, for that? Well, uh, I think a bed, bedroom beat maker is someone who makes beats from his bedroom, first of all, you know? Right. <laughs> but I think it's more about being in your safe space, in your safe zone, and uh, trying to explore your creative mind and try to, to make things just from the comfort of your own home. You know, I feel it's a bit different than making music in a studio, in a professional studio or in some kind of setting where maybe you're not that comfortable. So I think, yeah, bedroom beat maker sounds nice also. And it, it just feels more personal, I think to, to me. And I'm still a bedroom beat maker cause I, okay, no, it's, my my setup is not in my bedroom, but it's still in my in my apartment. <laughs> so I make most of my music from home, and I like that. In your music, you uh, showcase a wide range of music, including the uh, the one from your new album, uh, Unwind, uh, which uh, we'll be getting into a bit more later. But I, I just wanted to kind of know whether this reflects your listening taste too. I mean, would you say that you listen to everything and anything? Kinda, yeah. I mean. 
Personally, I grew up listening to a lot of different genres throughout throughout my teenage years and then my 20s as well. I started first with rock music and then when I started learning the guitar, I was more interested into people who into guitar players in general and then my tastes slowly shifted towards uh, progressive rock, psychedelic rock, metal, death metal, doom metal. And then at some point, I just was into jazz. And that's where I spend, I think, most of my time, most of my days listening to just jazz. Um, a lot of fingerstyle guitar as well. Uh, fusion rock. And then from there, it just opened up a lot of other genres for me, uh, especially bossa nova, Brazilian music in general. And then as I reached my 20s, I was also into electronic music as well. So I think it's just a mix of of all of these genres. They're, I'm pretty sure that they influence my music in a way that I don't even realize it, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, what about jazz then? I mean, uh, you, t- you uh, kind of said there that uh, at some point you... Uh, opened up to it but uh what was your entry point who were the artists that kind of got you into jazz i think it was mainly uh joe pass um because i really i really love his guitar playing i i was really into jazz guitar players mostly joe pass barney castle people like that but i think my first entry was was listening to japanese uh composers i was really into i'm really into japanese music especially people who compose music for animation movies or anime in general. And a lot of these animes have actually a lot of jazz. And that was actually my first uh, point of contact with jazz music. That's how it started, I think. (laughs) Yeah. And and where does uh, Moroccan and Arab music fit into your palette of influences? I mean, Arabic music is something that I grew up just listening in the background, uh, mostly having your parents listen to it or you're you're in a cab and then the taxi driver just blasts Arabic music. Uh, so I guess subconsciously it plays an important role into music making for me. And the second part of it would be also the memory I have with me spending my my childhood and my my university years in, in Casablanca. Uh, I think the combination of of just listening to Arabic music in the background and living in Casablanca in this kind of melting pot is, is was definitely influential into making Unwind and also some of my previous releases as well. And I also feel that whenever I'm back there, I make the best out of what I can do. I'm, I'm way more creative when I'm back home. Oh yeah? Yeah, in, in some parts, when I go back to my, my, my bedroom and everything, it just Sometimes I just feel more creative and I I get to do things I wouldn't do somewhere else. It's kind of like a safe space for creation. Penny for your thoughts, brother. Dollar for your insight. I could crash a party, turn it up without an invite. I'll be on the ways, be amazed how my pen right. I'll be on that ass player, you can call the skin tight. 30 something years, I've been known to get it in right. Flows intoxicating like it's Hennessy and Gen Night. I am not the type that's gonna walk first and then bite. You gonna get these things, rap gang always in fight. The track you are hearing just now is from Unwind, the latest album by multi-instrumentalist and producer Saib, which was recently released on the Berlin-based Jakarta Records. The album also features collaborations with Rotterdam producer Odyssey and legendary hip-hop MC Master Ace. 
And here is the second part of our conversation with Saib. When you are kind of coming up with a piece, a track, I mean, what would be a starting point to start working on it? I would say I used to always start with maybe the drums, uh, start maybe with a rhythm, uh, some percussion, and then see how it goes. But in most cases, I start with listening to, with trying to find some nice samples that I can get inspired from. Uh, usually jazz records or bossa nova records, anything around those lines. I start with that and then I see if, if I get into something and then I just add the layers afterwards. I add the, the drums, uh, I add some more percussion. I get to play a bit of my guitar as well if needed, a bit of bass. Uh, but for me, my process is kind of random. Like sometimes I start with the, with the drums, sometimes I start with the melody. It's never really uh, fixed, but it really depends just on the day and on the mood. I'd say there are a lot of factors, you know, into how you can start something. But uh, I would say most of the time, it's it's the melody that comes first. The sure. melody. Yeah. Unwind, your new album, uh, which will be released on the 16th of September. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I thought it was interesting that it opens up with, I believe it's a quote from an interview, right? What was that from? Um, I think the interview is from uh, Bill Evans. Bill Evans, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I mean, I could I could make out that it refers to... I guess Bill Evans says that all he believes all music is romantic or he sees all music as being romantic. Do you yeah. feel the same way? Yeah, exactly. Um, I feel the same way. Uh, a lot of the songs I listen to tend to be kind of romantic in a way, uh, for me at least. And uh, I just stumbled upon that interview and I was like, oh, this is this is really nice that might fit somewhere in, in a good song. <laughs> so what does that mean to you, uh, you know, romantic music? Because, you know, maybe you have a more profound perception of uh, what people ma might commonly refer to that term, you know, just like, you know, I love you, you love me, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it can maybe expand a little bit more. For me, romantic doesn't have to be about... Uh, loving someone else it can also be about loving yourself you know it's also the whole uh range of emotions you feel when you listen to a specific piece of music and you know you can either feel a little bit nostalgic when you hear a song or you feel happy all of these feelings i feel that they kind of also are a part of what i can call romantic and that's why the interview with bill evans kind of struck a little bit uh, when I heard it the first time. And, and the fact that it that's basically, I guess, the first thing that you hear when you start playing the album, it almost kind of serves as a, a perfect introduction to the music that follows. Uh, because, I mean, looking at the title of the album, Unwind, is that the driving concept behind the album for you? I mean, it's the type of album that you put on, chill out to, unwind. Yeah, so basically... The, how the process, ha how it, how it happened is that, um, I made a bunch of, of, of songs, which is actually the track list of the album. And then I sat down and I just had a, a listen, uh, to the tracks one by one. And I just closed my eyes and I decided to think, okay, what, 
what does this make me feel? And it took me a while. I had to listen maybe twice, three times, uh, four times, five times, uh, the whole day. And I just sat down and listened. And then I was like, okay, what would this make me feel? And I just came up with the name Unwind. I thought it was it was short and it goes straight to the point. It's something you can play in the background and relax if you're maybe in a park or next to the beach. I've, I felt like there is definitely at least one song that can fit uh, that kind of setup. I mean, I like also the titles on the record as well. Mushroom Samba is one that stands out. I don't know if it's uh, <laughs> alluding to something, but uh, I like the concept. <laughs> yeah, I like to... I mean, I always love to to have Samba in the names of my songs because a lot of them are kind of heavy, heavily influenced from Brazilian music. So I was like, let's find something funny with Samba and... I, I was just sitting there once, I saw this mushroom and, and I was like, let's call it Mushroom Samba. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like, yeah, so I mean, I'm also a big fan of uh, Brazilian music. I think, you know, we were talking about melodies earlier. Mm-hmm. I, they've got some, you know, when I think of the, even the most famous kind of Brazilian bossa nova standards, the melodies in them, it's just irresistible, right? Yeah, it's it's super nice and some of them can be very simple you know that's that's what i appreciate about it sometimes it's just simplicity that makes it beautiful yeah uh, i i recently interviewed nate najar the uh guitarist and mm-hmm. he talked about jazz samba the uh the record uh the famous record yeah uh, by stan getz and he uh referred to that music as sizzling which i thought was <laughs> an amazing way to describe uh, that record, but also, I guess, a lot of the, the great bossa nova records of the past, you know, uh, yeah. seems to be, a, uh, I guess in your, in a way, your album too sizzles. I don't know if you agree. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope it sizzles. <laughs> I would be I remiss always... if I didn't also mention, of course, that jazz samba features the great Charlie Bird on guitar. Yeah, you know, sure. we were talking about the great guitarists of the past, Charlie Bird. And, and that sure. record is amazing, right? For sure, for sure. You got a couple of great collaborations in here uh, on uh, in Unwind. I mean, including with the uh, legendary NYC rapper Master Ace. Uh, can you tell me a bit how uh, about how that came came about, came to be? I was actually very surprised that it happened in the first place when it when it first when the people from Jakarta Records told me that uh, we can get Master Ace on the on the on the album. So basically we were sitting in the office and we were talking about possible people we can have on the release and we wanted some kind of MC, some kind of rapper that 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 can maybe that can fit the the kind of of music I did for the release. Yeah, we sat down, we noted a couple ideas, maybe a couple names, and then I came back home, I sent them an email again to uh to uh, to the guys at Jakarta Records and I was like maybe we could find someone that sounds like Master Ace that would be that would be really good and then they answered back so why don't why don't we get Master Ace himself <laughs> and they were like yeah let's make it happen and that's how it that's how it worked out uh, they reached out and Master Ace was very happy to 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 work on a to to be part of the album and yeah sent a couple of drafts he liked some and then he did his magic you know right and the track is called pennywise the track is called pennywise uh i literally gave him carte blanche in terms of uh, ideas and what he wanted to to talk about 
and I think he did a really nice job on it. So yeah, I, I thought it's all about giving people freedom to do what they like. Otherwise, it's not going to be a genuine piece of music. Uh, mm. uh, would you have any a list of other kind of people that you'd like to collaborate with in the future? I've I've seen recently here in Berlin. I've seen um, this this uh, this producer and jazz pianist called Kiefer. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, he's great. Yeah, super great. Uh, I actually gave him a copy of the vinyl as well, and uh, his his uh, live performance was really really nice. It was really great. Uh, I think doing something with Kiefer would be something very big for me. Uh, and I mean, listening to experience. your music, kind of at times, I felt that uh, you guys are kind of pursuing similar things in your music. I don't know whether you would agree or whether you recognize some of your own traits in the music of Kiefer. Yeah, for sure. Um, I've been listening to Kiefer for a while, and I think, I think he also kind of influenced me in my my terms of in my way of making music. Maybe that's why it sounds sometimes that we're going in the same direction. But I feel like Kiefer is also way more technical in terms of jazz and everything. And for me, I still work a little bit with samples on the side, uh, mixed with my own guitar playing. It's good to have that, right? You have, you're also playing instruments in the music. Yeah, for sure. It gives this little touch, this little signature. A lot of people, they... They can listen to my music and then they can recognize it directly through my guitar playing, which is something I'm, I'm kind of happy about that it's actually recognizable. So we talked about, uh, your bedroom beat making. Uh, but what about live stuff? Uh, do you do, are you doing much of that these days? And what's the energy like when you, when you work in that context? Um, the live context is a little bit, uh, complicated because because my my music kind of gets attached to uh what is called lo-fi hip-hop that genre has is is kind of hard to it's kind of hard to set up a live setting for it because because in terms of of playing in front of an audience most of the time audience wants something upbeat you know and lo-fi hip-hop is is kind of known for being some kind of background music that you listen to if you want to study or if you want to work. And a lot uh, of people were escaping into it uh, during the at the height of the pandemic, right? Exactly. So, so getting a live setting for it sometimes can be a bit tricky. Uh, you need to have the right audience for sure, and you also need to have the right setup. For instance, for me personally, I feel like this kind of music fits very well, maybe in a museum or in some kind of cafe or some kind of exhibition. Um, I actually did perform in these kind of setups. I played uh, I played in Paris two years ago in the Museum of Asian Arts. Oh. And I also did some shows uh, when I was in China. I played in some museums there. And I honestly think it's, it's really nice to do a setup in a museum because it really fits the vibe of the music. People get to focus maybe on some kind of exhibition which is inside the museum and then the music just kind of enhances that experience you're having there. I agree, I agree. I mean, I always felt that there should be uh, the there should be more museums that kind of pursue that. Uh, the yeah. idea of somebody playing music and enhancing the experience of being in a space like that. I totally agree, yeah. It's, it's, I think it, it can be a very, very nice experience for people uh, to just go and then discover that there's also music attached to the visual side of a museum. Yeah. Well, Saib, 
It's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you. I'm just going to remind our listeners that uh, your new album is called Unwind. Thank you for joining us and chatting with us. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me. It's been a real pleasure. I hope you enjoyed our conversation with Saeed and make sure to check out his latest album Unwind available now on the Berlin-based Jakarta Records. And as music from the record fades us out, I encourage you to keep an eye out for more Jazz's podcasting content. I also have a quick announcement. In the next few weeks we'll be merging the two Jazz's podcast channels together and you'll only be able to hear new episodes of Jazz's Travel and the Jazz's Podcast on our other channel on streaming media platforms Jazz's Not What You Think, a channel named after our flagship podcast series. But for now, this is Matt Mikuchi signing off. See you soon. Music